Play the movie. Yeah, play. Welcome to episode three of Milk Movies. I am recording this episode just minutes after I recorded episode two. Uh, the reason I'm doing that is because, like I mentioned in the last episode, I took about a two-week break from uh, doing the pilot in the first episode to the second episode and now the third because of everything that's going on. I mentioned that in the last episode, too, that uh, I just kind of had to take some time to regroup and figure everything out and get a plan of attack for what I was going to do going forward. So just going to hammer this one out. This is the last episode where I'm reviewing something that actually came out in 2020 because... Uh, I, obviously, I can't do that anymore. So, um, we'll see when I can change things up. The Lovebirds, again, like I mentioned in the last episode, will be available on Netflix in the coming weeks. I'm going to try to review that, honestly, like as soon as it's out. Um, that way it just gives someone, or excuse me, everyone, uh, something new to pay attention to. It gives me something new to talk about uh, with these rewinds that I'm going to be reviewing in... Uh, the episodes following this one. Uh, it's going to be movies, for the most part, that I've already seen. I'm going to maybe try to sprinkle in some stuff that I haven't seen yet, um, whether it came out in 2019 or any year before that. Um, I'll keep you guys in the loop, so I'm not going to jump into that too much. Other than that, there's no real news. So without further ado, let's jump into Bloodshot and The Hunt. All right. The Rotten Tomatoes score for Bloodshot dropped uh, about an hour before I got to the theater that day and at an opening score of a 40%, which since then has decreased even further, I was honestly pretty excited to finally see a movie that was bad. I, like most people, you're not going to see a movie that you don't want to see. So I was finally going to get to see a bad movie. I was finally going to get to review my first bad movie. But you know what? Bloodshot, it wasn't a complete disaster, and that was a major, major disappointment. Bloodshot. It's PG-13, directed by Dave Wilson. It's an action, drama, and sci-fi movie. It runs an hour and 49 minutes long. It stars Vin Diesel, Isaac Gonzalez, and I am super going to butcher this last name. It's not that hard. It just, it's, no, it's hard. Sam Hewen, Hygen, Hugen. I apologize. It's one of those three. Let's move on. Like I said, 39% full on the milk meter for me. And despite some scenes from this movie and several special effects throughout the movie actually looking okay, the story as a whole and eventual conclusion to the movie were, uh, well, they were very boring. I didn't enjoy the... Let me stop right there. I apologize to everybody for just spoiling like every movie i've been trying to not be spoiler full with these i've been trying to be spoiler free but i haven't been doing that i i feel like i just throw a billion spoilers out there every time i do a review I, in the beginning of each review i'm like oh no spoilers don't worry continue to listen and then i get halfway through and I'm like boom i tell you everything that happened so bear with me on that if it helps to just listen to these after you see the movie maybe just do that but i apologize i'll try to work on that Regardless, let's get back into it. Uh, I did enjoy the, I guess, twist of Ray's reality, Ray is Vin Diesel's character, uh, being more manipulated than the story had initially led us to believe. But what was not so surprising 
was who was twisting it and, and why they were doing it. Um, I thought that was very formulaic. And when I say formulaic, it's kind of similar to what I said with my, with my Onward review. Uh, formulaic and, uh, uh, wow, what did I use for it? Um, pacing, those two things. Those are two terms that I, I will use a lot because I, I think they're two pretty important factors. Now, to say something is formulaic, that's not a bad thing. I, I don't think that movies always need to reinvent the wheel. But character development and finding an attachment to the story, that's pretty important if you're not going to do anything new. So if you are going to stick to that formula and you're not going to you know, branch off, and again, you don't need to reinvent the wheel, but if you are going to keep it formulaic, you got to do something to develop the characters and make us care about what's happening. For example, the kind of main antagonist, Jimmy Dalton, he gave us precisely hmm, zero reason to hate him. Were we supposed to hate how many pieces of gum he chewed? Was it supposed to be repulsive every time they showed him spitting his gum out onto the floor or sticking it under a table? Because that happened no less than a thousand times, and I hated the idea of that being thought to be important more than I hated the actual act of it. And what was the deal with so many feet shots in the beginning of the movie? Now, I know one director who is all about the feet, and that guy is not Dave Wilson, the director of Bloodshot. I had no idea why they showed us Vin Diesel's bare feet so many times in the beginning, and I have no idea why they showed his thought-to-be-killer's feet, who was rocking the socks and flip-flop look, why they showed his feet so many times. I honestly got caught up in the beginning with so many feet shots, thinking that by the end of the movie, oh, feet. Feet are going to matter in this movie. But sure enough, no, they did not. Feet did not matter in this movie. Now, even with hating all that, my hands-down least favorite part about Bloodshot was the comic relief. Far too many porn and sex jokes paired with uh, regular jokes that just didn't land was unbelievably off-putting. None of it was funny to me. Now, I was even more disappointed to find Lamorne Morris, who I liked as Winston Bishop in New Girl, using a uh, not-so-great British accent. By the way, everyone, he was born in Illinois. Um, and being very unfunny, I, well, believe it or not, I didn't like that. I didn't like Lamorne Morris uh, being the comic relief, being not funny. And uh, where did he get all that money? At the end of the movie, why was he just decked out in all this jewelry and nice clothes, but then also have a pretty uh, not-so-great trailer and truck? Uh, so, for someone who was being held hostage in a basement for the entirety of the movie, and from what I could tell, like, his entire life, from what they were kind of leading on, that just made no sense. So if someone else understood what happened there, please explain it to me, because I had no idea. Otherwise, like I said... Bloodshot wasn't a complete disaster. I didn't love when, uh, again, Ray, Vin Diesel's character, said Doc five billion times, but, like, they didn't really emphasize that he was a doctor or, like, important. That, whatever. I didn't need to hear Vin Diesel say Doc 500 times. So that drove me nuts. 
But like I said, since it wasn't a complete disaster, the things that I did like were the special effects. The fight scene, everything that happened in the tunnel, honestly, was pretty awesome. It looked really good. Uh, the special effects on Ray's superpowers, so you know, the, the things in his blood, that, that looked good. So I'll give him credit for that. That's probably where 99% of the budget for this movie went, was making that look good. Uh, but other than that, there just were not enough redeeming qualities to keep me interested in this movie. Um, I definitely did not enjoy all, enjoy all of this movie. If you were someone that did enjoy Bloodshot, however, I would be very interested to hear what you actually liked about this movie. Uh, I did not see this movie being anything other than a high-quality uh, movie on the Sci-Fi Channel, if that gives you kind of a better barometer of what this movie really had to offer. So uh, there's that. But if you do, for some reason, I do not recommend this movie, by the way. I'm, I'm going to say that. If you, for some reason, want to see this movie, though, please keep in mind, you can rent it. You can get it on demand. This is one of those movies that uh, they were nice enough to release on demand for people to rent, given everything that's going on. So if you're desperate, you need something to do, and you want to see a 39% full on the milk meter movie, go see Bloodshot. So, uh... Who in the world expected The Hunt to be absolutely awesome? Because I'll tell you what, I was incredibly unenthused about going to see this movie. And uh, wow, wow was I wrong to feel that way. Um, the Hunt. So this movie is rated R, directed by Craig Zobel. It is an action, horror, and thriller movie. Runs an hour and 29 minutes long, a perfect little 90-minute watch. It uh, stars Betty Gilpin, Hilary Swank, and Ike Barinholtz. This movie came in at a 75% full on the milk meter. But just know that when I gave it a 75%, I had to fight myself. I had to hold myself back from giving it either a 99 or a 100. Because I enjoyed this movie so, so much more than I thought I ever would have, than I probably even should have, honestly. But I just, I thought this movie was awesome. Now, again, I have spoiled pretty much every movie that I reviewed. I have been promising that I won't, and then I, I definitely do. This movie, I think I can do a good job of not spoiling. There are going to be, like, a few things that I give away, but only because they were realizations more than they are actually spoilers. Because I think that I just misunderstood something going into the movie. So, so bear with me on that. If you're listening to this review and you have or have not seen the movie, just know that it's probably not what you think it is. Again, I could be wrong. I, I, I don't know if I just went in wrong, with the wrong expectations or what, but, like, I really enjoyed this movie. Am I exaggerating that, like, this is the best movie ever? Uh, definitely I am, because I, I know that it's not the best movie ever. I gave it a 75 because I, I kind of came back down to earth a little bit with it. Am I lying about how awesome it is, though? No, I am not. Because it is awesome. And I know it is, it's early in 2020. Uh, I know that with everything that's going on and all the delays that have happened, this is kind of, it feels weird to say, but I'm going to say it anyways. Depending on what other movies come out in 2020, I actually think that The Hunt will go down as the surprise movie of 2020. It was awesome. Was it perfect? No, it was not. Was it politically driven? Perhaps? 
wasn't weird and funny and exciting and intense and action-packed. Absolutely it was. Now for the first uh, 10 to 15 minutes or so of, of this movie, I was as bored as I could have ever prepared to be. I thought this movie was going to be a stinker, and even in those 10 to 15 minutes that I was bored, it wasn't the movie's fault. The movie didn't do anything wrong in those first couple minutes. I just, I wasn't excited about seeing the movie, and it hadn't drawn me in yet, but it's the first 10 to 15 minutes of a movie. I, I gotta be more patient. Now might I say, shortly after that sort of boredom had passed, that's not that much time, I know, I just, again, bear with me, I was shocked and surprised left and right, and what this movie it, what it was and what it had in store. Now I was asking myself a million questions. Who is the main character supposed to be? Why is all of this happening? What's the point? Who's good? Who's bad? What will happen next? These were just some of the questions that were cycling through my brain, trying to figure this movie out. And surprisingly, all of these questions were kind of what kept me engaged. Now, for a movie to make you wonder who's driving the ship, but do it in a good way, that says a lot. Now, for those of you wondering, where do the politics come into play? I heard this movie pins the left against the right and kills them for hating the president. Well, relax. Yes, there are some politically driven actions taken, and there's an obvious distaste for the opposition, but there's, no, there's nothing specific that's said about our, our current day and age uh, that should make you take this movie to be more serious than it is. It's a movie you gotta relax a little bit. It's nothing serious, and if I'm being honest, it's really about more, more than that. It's about class and reputation, if anything. Um, so I guess with that being said, if I were to be nitpicky, I could have done with a little less political nonsense. That's not to say that it took me out of the movie, because it didn't. It really didn't bother me. Again, that's me being nitpicky. But since the motives were kind of driven more by reputation and class, Maybe just take the politics out of it. Again, it didn't bother me, but whatever. Now otherwise, as I've been saying, I very much enjoyed The Hunt. Betty Gilpin, who would eventually play our lead in the movie, she was sensational. She was intelligent throughout the movie. She was hilarious throughout the movie. She was a butt kicker. And most of all, she very much carried this movie. For a movie that kind of had such a, a weird plot and dangerous, risky plot at that, she carried it. And I, I don't say that to make you think another character was dragging the movie down or that she was the only person capable of pulling this off. But given that she did play the part, she fully embraced it. And she took it to an, a level that I did not think that this movie could reach. I mean, she was awesome. I... I gotta look into some other things that she's done, because I really hope that Betty Gilpin becomes the next superstar, because she was awesome in this. Now, hopefully, if you're following along and you have not seen this movie, you have to watch it. I do believe that it is available on demand now. I think I forgot to mention that in my uh, previous episode with you know that list of all the movies that are available on demand, but you can rent The Hunt right now, 1999. Especially if you split that up between a couple people, if you're not willing to shell out the 20 bucks, totally worth it. It's not the best movie that I've ever seen. As much as I loved it and I feel like I keep acting like it's the best movie I've ever seen, it's just enjoyable. It's just crazy. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. And it's, it's 90 minutes. It's quick. It's an easy watch. So 
it's very much worth the ride. And even with that being said, I hope that I kept everything spoiler-free for the first time ever, because that would make this movie even better if I didn't spoil anything. So, if you need something to do right now, and I know a lot of people do because there's nothing to do, I highly recommend that you see The Hunt. If you're not looking to do that right now, and for all I know, maybe this gets re-released in theaters down the road when everything opens back up, maybe you see it then, but whatever you do, even if you wait until this possibly comes to streaming, you gotta see The Hunt. Not the best movie ever, but just so enjoyable. A 75 is a good score, and I love The Hunt. That's all I have for today's episode. Should be a little bit shorter than the last few, just because there's nothing to talk about. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm enjoying doing this. Um, I'm Again, I feel like I've said this every episode. I'm looking forward to continuing the ride. It's kind of a weird journey right now. But next week, you have Booksmart to look forward to, and then you have Hell or High Water to look forward to. You have two movies that you can stream right now. If you have Hulu, you can see Booksmart. If you have Netflix, you can see Hell or High Water. Uh, but that's all I got for you guys. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you guys in the next one.